Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. You can also hear us, uh, see us on ESPN2. You can hear us on Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, boy, that was, that was some Giants game. That's right. I call it a Giants game. Last <laughs> night, I, I take JetBlue back from the flight, guys, because uh, from the fight, from the, from the uh, Fury Wilder fight, it's a great fight. Slugfest. A lot. Take the flight. Hey. Take JetBlue back so I can watch the Giants game because I feel pretty good. Like, they're going to give them a run for their money, maybe even beat them. Right there. I have never, Key, Jay, I can't remember a game where the team I root for, forget about the score of the game, came out that messed up from the beginning of the game till the end of the game. They lost everybody. <laughs> yeah. They lost yeah, everybody. It's, uh, tough. It's going to be a tough year, man. That's all I can tell you. It's going to be a tough year. I mean, Saquon, that, and it was all like kind of like stupid stuff. Not that he did anything wrong, but like the play's already over and he rolls his ankle on somebody else's foot, right? Daniel Jones put his head down and went and took a you know, full contact. But Max, remember, remember what I always tell you about these quarterbacks? You know how we always say, people always talk about that quarterback shouldn't run, he's going to get hurt. He's used to running, Lamar is used to doing those sort of things. He knows how to get into the end zone. Dak Prescott is used to running. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is used to running. He's been doing it his entire life. Daniel Jones is not used to running. Right. He doesn't understand. No, but he runs. He runs to run to get out of trouble. They run because it's designed for them to run. There's a difference there. You know, and, and so Daniel Jones doesn't know how to protect himself. You trying to take on a defender. You yeah, lost your crazy. damn mind, man. It's, crazy. it's funny, though. He gets in the end zone. The narrative, look how tough he is. Look at him take that hit. But, yes, you have to learn how to slide. Here's the one thing I don't want to happen as a Giants fan. Now, since we have this slew of injuries, Saquon Barkley, his ankle looked like my thigh. I mean, that's how swollen it was last night on all the imagery I saw on Twitter. Kenny Galladay gets hurt later in the game. Uh, Kadarius Toney, you know, gets ejected for trying to start a fight. Uh, Daniel Jones is out. I do not want Dave Gettleman to get a pass. No, no pass for Gettleman. Max, hear me. This is what happens. Guys start to get injured. Fans start to roll over and say, well, all of our guys were hurt. He's in year four, Jay. I just just want to make sure it doesn't happen. That's why I'm stating it. Key, you know how sorry you have to be as a GM if you're in year four and you're asking for passes still in year four? Well, everybody's hurt now. Yeah, but it's not. He didn't didn't hurt the players, man. I'm not saying he hurt the players. The players, I just don't want it to get a pass by saying, well, now everybody's hurt, so now we have to give it another year. You know what's a killer about last night? When you look at Kadarius Toney and you think about, well, they, like, okay, so he got some burn, and look at him, and they have, they have solid receivers. It's not, like, spectacular, but they have good targets. And then you look at Saquon and Daniel Jones. You go, oh, wait a minute. And by the way, their left tackle, who they drafted in the first round, and he had a bad rookie season, playing very well. Now he's out. All of a sudden you go, Saquon? And Kadarius Toney and Daniel Jones, oh, wait a minute. They got something. But they're all hurt. They're all, I mean, except Toney is like the the first real breakout game. Everyone's hurt. Season's over. (laughs) One in four, season's over. Well, well, that's my question. 
it's you know then what do you what 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 happens with Dave Gettleman? Nothing. It's, you you continue to evaluate the players that's there and see if those guys you hit on and you run it back next year. Oh, that's, see, Keith, that's my point. Keith, that's exactly Jay, my point. Jay, I, you continue to evaluate, and people are going to say you run it back next year. I don't want to have Dave Gettleman run it back next year. Read, what has, but what has Dave Gettleman done? That's wrong. He, he hasn't addressed the offensive line. Okay, I'll tell you what he's done wrong. Wait, I can go through a slew of things that he's done wrong. He he picked up Tony. Tony had a good game. What do you have? Ten for about a buck fifty something yeah, like yeah. that. Great game. Yeah. He, so he he did that. Daniel Jones was playing well. Saquon tripped over somebody else's foot. That's not that's not. No, but on they were him. one. Here, hold it. They were one in three at the time. And let me just say this: I retweeted something from Warren Sharp. Sharp football. Okay. This is last week I t- retweeted this. Uh-huh. Listen to this one. Ready, Key? The New York Giants. Now, Gettleman, this is year four, okay? Problem started before him. That's why you bring in a new GM. But this is year four. Not at any point, not in any season, for the last five years, that's half a decade, did the Giants have a winning record, not even for one week. <laughs> Yo! Not even for one week in five years. Years, this GM is in is halfway through year four. Key, I've seen enough. Like, what more do you got to see? But he's not, man. I understand. You ready to get rid of him? You and Jay, I want to get him out of here. Ah, yeah. But the players are developing. You got to let it just. For it's how long? unfortunate that they're hurt, so you don't get a chance to see full development. But if you start firing people, then what? You hire you, you hire better people. <laughs> you fire them and you hire a better. Fire like when they hire more competent. Key when they hired Gettleman, were you thinking, "Ooh boy, the Giants nailed that no, one"? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like him from Carolina. I just didn't like his his communicational skills, the way he dealt with people in Carolina. I, you know, so when they hired him, I'm like, okay, whatever. It, well, it, but in terms of him selecting players, you gotta say that the guys that he has picked are young in their building. You gotta say that. No, I would say the the players like every GM because you have a draft with a lot of talent in it every year, and you have some money to spend in free agency. A lot of talent in the NFL will find some talented people. But if you look at who's on the Giants raft roster, and the guys Gettleman brought in, and then look at the same time period who's on other teams' rosters, rosters. it's not it's not up to par. It's, eh, the Giants have best, underperformed. Eh. They've underperformed with better talent, which well, y'all makes the gi- case y'all worse. Y'all Giant fans, no, so y'all, no matter what, y'all ain't going to never be no, what I, not Well, I'm objective, I think, when it comes to it. Like, my, my thing is, if you have the talent and you're underperforming and you brought in a new coach to try to help raise the ceiling of the talent, like, eventually it comes back to Dave Gettleman. And my point was, just because there are injuries now doesn't mean that this conversation says – Let's run it back again next year. Like I don't want to. I thought let you were crazy when way. you said it, and then Key went right to it. I'm That's like, oh, wait a minute, people, Tennessee for pe- people. People are going to latch on to that. Gettleman is going to be stuck with Gettleman for another two years. Oh, Doctor <laughs> Pepper, call in line eight eight eight. Say yes. The Giants do have a big decision to make though this offseason when it comes to Saquon Barkley, and he's hurt again for the third straight season. Yeah. How yeah. do you evaluate Saquon Barkley? A with either the fifth year option. Or I don't think there's any chance you give him an extension. And B, do you allow Dave Gettleman, who is biased because he did draft him with the second overall pick and his future depends on Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, do you allow Dave Gettleman to make that decision, to make that choice with what you're going to do with Saquon Barkley? Because I think you have to answer that question first before you decide what you're doing with the GM. Evan, he's got five years, right? 
You've got him. You've got him one more. Plus, you got the the uh, fifth year option. So you got five and, years to decide on what you want to do long term with Saquon Barkley. And you got franchise tag. So, so you're yeah. going to pay Saquon Barkley whatever twenty million dollars for next season. I don't know that. Around that? I, don't, I don't know that it's that high. I don't even think it's even close to that high. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I want to see what he is. I'm not getting ready to throw him away just because he tripped over somebody's ankle. One season. No. Yeah. yeah, but also like you can, Freak Evan, accident. you can, you can, you can keep him and then franchise him. You can franchise him again if you right, want to. Sorry, right, it's a running back. It's not on, a, fr- on the on the fifth year option. My bad. Not yeah, it's not a quarterback. Right, it's no, a running back. So the franchise. Million, you're going to give him seven million for next yes. year. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, for a year. Yes. Sure. That's that. In all retrospect, in terms of the NFL top backs, as peanuts. Right, but the point is, he drafted a running back. Gettleman did with the second overall pick, and if you're going to do that, then actually the the smartest thing to do is just to juice him for everything he's worth. You franchise him if you have to, and then at the end, when he's twenty seven years old. You say, okay, your guarantee is like based on two years because that's how long we think you'll be any good. I mean, I, it, Gettleman, just, he doesn't know what he's doing. If he knew what he was doing, the Giants wouldn't be terrible every year. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not so, coaching them. He hires the coach. Yeah, but just because you hire a coach, they hire coaches because they think the coaches are going to be that. Key. And, and Joe Judge is not, we don't know what he is. He's still growing in the position. How long you I guys wait? are you wait, guys are how long I gotta wait for man. people to grow? Like <laughs> they're growing. What do we have a wait, garden over here wait, or a football uh, team? But what are they growing? In the in the echelon of great kind of GMs for teams, where where would you have Gettleman? Where would he rank in the league to you? He's probably He's probably in the middle of the pack, I would guess. What pack? <laughs> Which back end? I mean, it. I mean, you got top dudes like Mickey Loomis. You mm-hmm. obviously got that at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, John Lynch obviously is is uh, Jason Light. Um, I mean, I'm I'm missing some people. Rick Spielman in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. I was just curious to get like a, a feel. I mean, he's he, he look. I would say this about Dave Gettleman. Based on his attitude and how he approaches things, he rubs people the wrong way. But we can't sit here and say that he has not selected some pretty damn good players. They're young. Some of those guys are just young. And they got a young head coach. That's yeah. all. If, if you haven't been in first. One more year. I'd say give him one more year and then, then you can fire him. Told you. That's what the injury is going to make people say. Yeah. No, I, I would get rid of him now. I get rid of him right now. I think I thought it was a bad hire. I think every year he's proven he was a bad hire, and he's and and the Giants are in bad shape. That's what I think. Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by Goodyear with with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Texas A&M's win over Alabama is clearly the celebratory moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champ. I see you, Jimbo. Championship savings for the win, and we're thrilled to be joined by Aggies coach Jimbo Fisher. Good morning, coach. Good morning, guys. How we doing? All righty. Good, man. I, I know you they, – they asked me uh, yesterday. They, they, my producer says, hey, you want to get Jimbo on with you, Keith? 
I said, man, he just won a damn game. Let the man enjoy the game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then, we can't, hey, you know, we got we to we forget it. We got to learn from it and get ready for this next one. That's, that's going to be the test. I mean, how you, how you respond to that. I mean, that's a great victory. But now the measurement is can you repeat the formula and can you, you know, le- learn to play every game the way you're supposed to play? What did it feel like being the guy out of all the assistant coaches that were coached under Nick Saban to finally get that W? You know something, and I mean it. I never thought of that. We're so caught up in our team, and I know it sounds like, but it is because we've had nine starters out. We got, we're playing so many young freshmen and guys, and teaching them to compete. And we haven't played, but we haven't played with consistency. And that's the first time we played with a little bit of consistency and give us a chance. I was so happy for them. It never really dawned on me. I mean, it, you know, everybody says that, and, and it, it's a great accomplishment because you have great respect for them. But it's more important that our program was able to compete with Alabama because we're in the league with them. You know, just like when USC, everybody's going to try to compete with USC back in the day when you were there and when John McKay was there. And remember when Don James learned to compete with him and Terry Donahue learned to compete with him. And you guys got it back in the 90s and then it got back to Pete. And, you know, you got to learn. Those guys raise your standard of play. So you're not worried about beating him. you got to beat the organization. Coach, I remember when I came down there and I addressed your team and you and I were talking in your, uh, in your office and you were talking about, you know, how – important the mental aspect of your team is going to be moving yeah. forward how were you able to get your team coming off those losses to get mentally prepared to do the smaller details exceptionally well to get a win you know here's what's crazy Listen, kids today and you know this they live on social media well all of a sudden all the people who are praising them are blasting them like i told them you got to eliminate the clutter you got to turn social media off and i hope they turn it off this week too because everybody wants to go here when something good happens and finally, they almost got to turn back to you because you're the one, you're like the parent who when everybody's mad at, everybody, at, at your kids, you're the one who's staying there with them to give them the formula. To, and they finally start to listen. And we try to instill in them. It's, it's not about the outcome of the game. It's about how you play the game. It's about the fortitude of playing the next play and the competitive nature and the psychological disposition. And we practice better and we were able to execute better. So hopefully that's going to be the challenge now that, all right, we've had success. Do they still stay off social media and eliminate the clutter that now everybody praises them? I don't mean it. That's, that's the media's job. That's people's job. But I think their, their ability to, you know, it's almost like you, you get back, right? Who, who's, who's still in my corner? Who's in my foxhole? And then we're able to, I think, reach them. And, you know, with those young players trying to educate them. It's not how to compete. They think they understand and they get caught in their feelings when they have a bad play and then one turns into two or three. Now it's a series. And, we eliminated those things and were able to overcome enough to you know make one more play in Alabama. Off the Head, huge win against uh, Alabama. Did you have – sorry, Key, you want to say something to Coach? No, no, go ahead. Go off, ahead off the huge win over Alabama, mm-hmm. talking to Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M head coach, of course. How do you, on the one hand, you say like a good coach does, like, hey, we got another game coming up. Like, forget about that. But how do you do that and at the same time try to carry some of that momentum from the win – into the next game well it's education why did you it's like when you make a mistake everybody wants when i fail when i fail this is why i failed you go fix it you go study more you go practice more you go shoot more you go throw more you go catch more you know i'm putting my nose on the ball get my eyes on the ball whatever it is the same way you got to teach people why they had success and remind them what did you do last week write your week down what did you do? How much film did you watch? Look at the hours you logged. Look at the time you practiced. Look at the film and how you practiced, the intensity you practiced with. Because you created the habits in the week that when the pressure came in the game, you, 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 when, when pressure comes, your habits are coming straight to the surface, your mental and physical habits. And, you know, you, you reiterate that, educate it, and remind them how they did it. We're making them write it down, the hours they did, the things they did, and we're going to try to duplicate it again and increase it. 
Coach, did you finally find your quarterback in Cal- Calzado, if I said it correctly? Calzada? Yeah, Calzada. It is. Well, I, I hope so, yes. I mean, he's our guy and, and, and has great ability. But as you know, playing quarterback, you just need you need time in the cockpit, man. I mean, it, it's different from 7-on-7. Seven seven, it's different in team. And, you know, getting your eyes in the right place, staying in the right place, and a mental fortitude again to keep going on. And then I think, you know, his toughness in the game, to get hurt, to get banged up, to come back in the drive, I think he learned a little bit of something about himself, too. That, you know, you hey, you're going to stand in the pocket and you're going to get hit. So you might as well stand there and deliver strikes instead of, you know, don't flinch, don't throw it high, don't do that because you're going to get hit either way. And then the ability for his respective his teammates that he got off the canvas and came back and led him to a victory and helped lead him to a victory with them. And the guy's got a ton of potential, and now he's got to do that. Again, don't try to replay this game. Play the next game. Prepare for the next game the same way he prepared for this game. I think he has an excellent future and is, it can be a very, very good player. Head Jimbo. coach Jimbo Fisher joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coach, what's next for you, though? Know? What, 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 what does this big win against Alabama do for the program? Well, I think hopefully – here's what it does. I hope it educates our players how we got to prepare and play each week. And, I mean, it's that simple. There's, as you know this, you guys play. There is no magical formula. you got to practice, you got to prepare, and you got to treat everybody as if they're Alabama. Like I tell everybody, we, you should play Alabama every week. And that's the way you got – it's not about your opponent. It's about how you play. And when you understand that, then you control your outcomes and you control your own fortitude of going forward and competing – that's the key to the drill, and that's what we got to educate, and that's what we have to play. Missouri's a very tough place to play. It's going to be an 11 o'clock game in the morning. They play, they play great at home. You're going to be up there in that environment. It's going to be a little cooler. Going to be, you know, can you block everything out and play this week? And, for, and not forget that game as far as how you prepared and those things to go about it, but all the praise and understand why you had success, and that's going to be the key. I mean, it, it, the secret is there is no secret. You've got to duplicate it each, each week with the same mental fortitude and attitude. Exactly. Win and move forward. But, Coach, I'll bring you back to one last question about the win. Afterwards, mm-hmm. where'd you get the dance moves from in the locker room, man? Is that Ted Lasso? Hey, what, what were those moves hey, going hey. on? Hey, I don't ever do that for real. But, hey, you watch those kids do it 24 hours a day. We do it in practice. <laughs> they do it in games. They do it. Everybody's dancing now in the music. You know, we're in that world. So, you got to have a little fun with it. I love, hey, you got to let loose and have a little fun. We're all in this thing together. I hear you, brother. Congratulations, Coach. Congratulations, Thank you guys. Coach. coach, what a win. What a win. Thank you, guys. All right, Jim. That was Jimbo Fisher, ladies and gentlemen, Texas A&M head coach. I got to tell you guys, I, I, you know, coach can talk about like how you don't get caught up and you, you, there, the secret is there is no secret. You just work. But how many games have we seen gone down to the wire with Alabama, where it looks like they're going to get upset and they don't? Like to like key in your experience, what is the difference between pulling that off and coming up short? You know, it, it's just. You got to keep grinding, right? You got to just keep, like Coach said, you got to keep grinding to the end, and then all of a sudden, it pops for you. Never give up. You know, Alabama. You when you get them on the ropes, you gotta you gotta push them down. Yeah, I would just say, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to get lost in those big moments, but you you find that the teams that coaches always talk about can you win the moments in the moment, right? Like the smaller moments, and if you win enough of those smaller moments, that eventually. Give me an example. What's a smaller moment? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I say it in basketball, like a defensive play or defensive yeah, assignment. Like, you know, just paying attention to that in that moment. Like, those details matter. I like, suppose. People go back to their own tendencies when they get tired. Because it feels like, from a fan's point of view, it feels like. Um, like, maybe the answer is because Alabama just pays attention to all those details. They usually have better athletes anyway, and when they're a pay- but and they don't get caught up, right? But for a fan, it feels like, man, 
the other team's thinking this is Alabama. They're supposed to win. You know, like that, that everyone, it just has that feeling. So to avoid, so you know what I mean, Key? It feels yeah. like everyone's aware of that. So, so I guess to beat them, you have to just really stay, focus on those details, I suppose. Because that's talent, what Alabama Talent-wise, Texas A&M got just as much talent as Alabama. They recruit the same guy. They're going after the same player. Some players decide to go to A&M versus Alabama and vice versa. It, it comes down to being consistent, following the details, and not giving up. In Texas A&M on Saturday – obviously did not give up, and they continued to keep hacking. When Alabama tried to make a push, they went ahead and made a push the other way. They, Alabama pushed this way, they pushed back, and that's what you have to do. Jimbo Fisher, the secret is there is no secret. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small business with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Key's going after one position in the Uh-oh. NFL in his observations, key observations. That's next with Keyshawn. Jay Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Key observations time. <clears throat> Love this segment. Brought to you by Geico. Happy Geico-ween. Switch to Geico and see if saving money is in your future. Go ahead, Key. Number one. Well, number one, we just saw it. Mason Crosby, but not him. Just in general, you think about the Bengals and the Packers kicker combined to miss five field goals over an eight-minute span. Mason Crosby contributed three straight potential go-ahead Missed field goals in the final three minutes of regulation. But in overtime, he kicked a 49-yarder. So he gets a little redemption as far as I'm concerned. But kickers as a whole, I'm tired of kickers missing. Look at the Jets kicker. He missed. You look at the Chargers kicker. I was at that game. How do you miss in the Browns game? I mean, it's just like it was way too much. It's like every week 
the kickers decide whether it's a PAT or a field goal. You can go to college football over the weekend as well. Kicks were missed all over the place. Number two. Number two. Being at the Chargers game, man, I thought that the Cleveland Browns was getting ready to pull one off. But Baker Mayfield down the stretch, I got to get more out of him. If he's going to be my franchise quarterback, I've got to be, I got to think positive with less than a minute to go in a game and we're down and we need him to lead us on a scoring drive in a big time game. He has to come through in the clutch, something he hasn't done. We've watched him now for consecutive weeks, not being able to do those sort of things. And so, it's it, you know when we start talking about money and things of that nature, we got to have a real conversation, buddy. If I'm the number general three, Big Ben bounce back. All you guys that tried to bury Big Ben, you know, you guys, not me, Max. I didn't throw dirt on him. A lot of us did, though. In all honesty, we thought Big Ben was cooked. Well, he went and took care of business against the Denver Broncos. And when you look at it. Are we willing to say the Pittsburgh Steelers are not done yet? Because Big Ben certainly showed up. Number four. Four, Tom Brady does it again. Five touchdowns. I mean, like, this dude is just getting younger and younger and younger and younger. He said it himself, though. He said, eh, I'll have a better season this year than I did last year. And he certainly is headed in that direction. At some point this season, we will be talking about Another MVP potentially for Tommy. Number five. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are sitting at number five. They are the number one team in the NFC. They are the number one team in the NFC. They're better than the Rams. They're better than the Cardinals. They're better than the Bucks. They're better than the Packers. Who am I leaving out? They're the number one team with Dak Prescott those are my observations, and I'm sure Jay, you'll say I missed something. No, 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 no. I think you're on part. You're, you're on point. You're on point today. The only little caveat See, I would add you. to your point about <laughs> Tom Brady uh, getting better is that do you know, Key? Not only was it the five uh, TDs he had, he passed for over 400 yards. It's the first time in this man's career he's had five TDs and passed for over 400 yards. Mm. At the age of 44 years old. It's amazing. It's also what? a sign of the times. What? Yeah. He well, might not really be years 44, old. though. He might be like 33. 33. Yeah, but he has <laughs> avocado ice cream. You, you, know, you guys so. keep talking about like Herbert and, you know, Lamar Jackson and all these young quarterbacks. Tom Brady, best young quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> mm, exactly. <laughs> ah, best young quarterback. It's true. Biological. Y'all said he can't than play until he's 50. <laughs> But, but by the way, Key, do it. you huh? know the, the whole thing with Pittsburgh, and that was my upset special this week, I think that actually has more to do with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is not going to have a three-win season. It's just not going to happen, right? Yeah, but Big Ben looked different, though. He did. He did. But, like, you got to start looking at the schedule to, to figure out what games is – that's why I thought they would win. Nothing particular, just like Tomlin's going to have to squeeze some wins out of the schedule. Where is he going to get them? Denver, no yeah. bridge. Ah, yeah, Denver. There's a game. But if Big Ben would have played like he played a week ago, yeah, then the conversation wouldn't be that way today. Also, but he played is, well. We gotta, we gotta acknowledge the no fact doubt. that he he played well, and maybe you know, just maybe he gets back in the groove of things, and Pittsburgh will not be at home for Christmas. No doubt. Or the maybe other, Denver isn't as good as we thought they were. Well, that's another thing. The other thing yeah, is that, that might be the case too. The yes. Cowboys being the best team in the NFC, you can make a case. 
the Giants were right there with them, and the Giants weren't even playing well, and then they got their team hey, destroyed. They're not the, with them. Look at the so, – they were Max, right there with them. It, it was comes a one-score game. You know, Max, it comes Max, back to the Giants, kid. Stop. You know it. Stop, man. It was a one-score game. It was. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It was a one-score <laughs> game. Yeah. All right, let's get some more observations on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Oh, I hate the condescension. You know, the, the suffering Giants. I know. I know. Kevin in Oklahoma, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Hello. Good morning, guys. All right. Good morning. A couple things real quick. Cleveland, defense. Where is the where is the depth in that secondary? They gave up a crap load of numbers. Expecting an NFL quarterback to score 42 points and not be able to get a win, that's a defensive issue. Man, that secondary, I mean, you. first of all, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Cook, Austin Eckler out of backfield, and Justin Herbert, that, that's just – that's a recipe for disaster going up against it. I don't care what your secondary look like. When you got big old trees out there, man, it's just hard to – them dudes is hard to cover. It's, just, it's, a, it's, it's big old fast trees, too, that can run and get up there with the best of them. That's why big receivers are a premium in the National Football League. I keep trying to tell you, Jay. You can't – you know, big dudes is, is a reason – the NFL is built on size. Key, like I said before, you know, we, there's a lot of talk about Dallas's defense, right? Cleveland's defense in the fourth quarter gave up 26 points. Dallas versus the Chargers in the fourth quarter, three points. Hmm. Three points. Put that in perspective. Jay in Chicago. You're Uh-oh. on Jay? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. I'm right here. Jay, yeah, Will, listen, you guys can make that Raiders loss all about John Gruden if you want to, but their defense is nasty. Our run game is legit. Khalil Mack. He was the best quarterback in the draft. And next week, Green is going to lose. So I don't want to hear the narrative about Aaron Rodgers next week. I want to hear the narrative about Chicago. Thank you very much. And, no, Jay, on, and Jay, Jay, you did it without David Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, hold you on, did Jay, it without Jay, DM. Because the narrative ain't about the narrative ain't about that, but it certainly must have played a part in it. Um, Chicago's defense is – Good. The Raiders' offense is not great, and so if you got a good defense against a subpar offense, you should be able to dominate them. And Justin Fields, what is he three and zero now, Evan? Mm, he is. I think he's one one right? is a backup and two is a starter. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Nagy made the right call. Hey, uh, what about the fact that it was Khalil Mack's kind of revenge game, right? The guy who dealt him away. That defense, you know, you get the you get the best player on that defense, highly motivated, and I'm surprised that's kind of a storyline that's gone under the radar. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I didn't really. It was under the radar, but I didn't really think about it much because my focus was ma- mainly on Justin Fields, how he would go into Las Vegas and play. I never, I mean, I knew Khalil Mack was there, but it just never wasn't one of those deals I was really paying close attention to because he's a solid, sound player. So you knew you were probably going to get Khalil Mack's best game against the Raiders. And they, I think they did. Cy uh, in New York, you're wrong with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, Max. Um, hey, uh, shout out to Keyshawn. Good to hear uh, Dorsey Don, fellow Dorsey Don out there. That's what's um, up, I just man. want to talk you about how. Dorsey, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Dorsey, back in oh, class of 17. Um, but I just want to talk about how the Chiefs, wide receiver group has regressed. Um, I feel like they're playing in anticipation of just Patrick Mahomes is going to do it all for them. They've been dropping balls since 
Super Bowl last year, every game this year. They just um, Nicole Hardman, even Pringle now is just turning the ball over at, at will. It, it just seems like it seems like nobody wants to step up. And nobody's talking about it that much. They're just blaming Patrick Mahomes. But these this wide receiver court looks as if they didn't train during the, uh, the offseason. They just look like they just depended on Patrick Mahomes. Well, they haven't played the best football this year. There's no question about it. But that's all the way around. And, and at the beginning of the season, I was talking to one of our producers, James, who's a, a, a Kansas City Chief fan. And I, and I said, don't be surprised if Kansas City don't win the division. And I've been saying that the entire time, uh, starting at the beginning of the season before they even kicked off, you know? (laughs) I'm laughing because Key also said that Kansas City was going to go undefeated. Well, no, they said, they asked if (laughs) Kansas City could go undefeated, if they could go undefeated. Jay, don't try to flip it. (laughs) I'm not flipping it. I know exactly what I said. I just remember writing down what you said. Jay, what he said is they were going to go 17-0 and and some other team would be 17-0 and negative one. No, and that, the, therefore the, they question, would... the question was, can Kansas City go undefeated? And I said they could go undefeated. Chances are they probably are not going to go undefeated because they're probably not going to win the division. That's what I said. I'm just telling you. Dr. Pepper calling line, by the way. Everyone's calling in 888-SAY-ESPN-79-376. you got to watch Jay, though, because Jay will try to, Jay will try to say about? something real slick, Max. What are you talking about? try to about? make you think the I person said something. I have a video. I have a video on my phone. We'll show video Uh-oh. Uh-oh. evidence. Uh, prove to okay. me, man. Okay. Evidence. Send it to Key and let Key let Key watch it. And then when we get back from commercial, we'll see what's what. <laughs> With all these, Key. I got you moments from Jay. Key, yeah, yeah, gotcha. About? I just started laughing. Oh, you're trying to get. You're I'm trying crying. to play. Gotcha. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. All right. Key says the Cowboys could be the best team in the NFC. Why is one expert already thinking about their next head coach? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Rex Ryan, our ESPN NFL analyst, is on set with us. Rex joins giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Rex doesn't know any other kind of talk. No contract, no compromise. Rex, great to have you here. What's up, brother? Oh, always good to be here. And Max, you, you and I were talking boxing. Yeah. You know, in the break, I love that type of stuff. Yeah. Rex likes physical contact. <laughs> high velocity, TKOs. high impact. That's right. Key said the Cowboys might be the best team in the NFC. Um, so let me ask you this, Rex. Why are you already moving on from Mike McCarthy? Dude, I'm moving on. And I'm going to tell you why. All right. This boy wonders, as I like to call him, uh, Kellen Moore. An amazing job this guy's doing. Like, it, it, this offense is creative, and it's been spectacular ever since he took the thing over as an offensive coordinator. And why am I moving on from? Because I don't want to lose Kellen Moore. And a guy that understands that is Jerry Jones. Has he done crazy stuff like this before? Oh, yeah. Don't forget, this is the same guy that let Jimmy Johnson go and brought in Barry Switzer. Okay, it's the same guy that that moved on from the head coach and kept Jason Garrett. Don't think for a second he doesn't want Kellen Moore to leave his building. And no offense, but I'm I'm telling you, I can see it heading down, you know, heading uh, that direction because Kellen Moore is going to get a head coaching job next year. Is it going to be with your team or somebody else? So you're saying if Dallas doesn't seal the deal, like how close would they need to come to sealing the deal in order for Mike McCarthy? to be the head coach next year and not Kellen Moore. Well, I, I'm just saying this. It, to me, I don't care. They can win the whole thing. Jerry Jones has done it before. He, if he wants, he's not going to want to lose Kellen Moore. That's one of his own guys. He found Kellen Moore, all right? That, that, that's his guy. I don't see Jerry Jones losing him. Mm. Now, it, look, I'm only right about 98% of the time. So I don't <laughs> be wrong about this one. Yeah. That 2%. <laughs> Key, what does he do? Key, it's a good point. Like, he's not going to let Kellen Moore leave, but what does he do? Does he just overpay him to stay as a coordinator? Well, that's usually what he does. But I, I don't – I mean, Rex seems to think that Kellen Moore will get a opportunity to be a hit coach next year, which is probably would be the case. I'm sure there will be individuals that are looking at him. He had a chance to go to Boise State uh, a year or so ago and decided to stay – and be the offensive coordinator of Dallas Cowboys. So I think his opportunities will be there. Um, I don't know that that he will get the head coaching job uh, unless Mike McCarthy screws things up. Otherwise, I don't think they're going to move on from Mike McCarthy. If you're winning and you're going to the playoffs and winning Super Bowls or whatnot, the Jimmy Johnson situation was, you know, that was some ego. They didn't get along. And then he parted ways with him and brought. But key, him I have a question system. for you though. I, I, we can go over that whole history because it didn't work out really. Switzer won a quarter uh, Super Bowl Two with Super Bowl. Jimmy Johnson's players, and then it, it all fell apart. But key, if you accept the premise, and do you that they're not going to move on from Kellen Moore, they're, they're going to want to keep him in the building, and that he'll get head coaching jobs. How does that resolve? I see the point. In other words, yeah, but you're not going to get rid of Mike McCarthy to bring in Kellen Moore. Or make Kellen Moore the head coach unless your team is faltering. You're not. You're just not going. It doesn't make any sense to do that because Mike McCarthy's fingerprints is on the offense. Even though Kellen Moore is calling the plays, Mike McCarthy still has some influence in the room. He may not be necessarily calling it on the field, but he is part of the room that is game planning. So as long as you still have the head coach there and you're winning, why would you want to have his assistant become the head coach and get rid of him? That. That that never works. Well, but never he, works. I, I'm I'm looking at it this way: How much involvement is he really in that offense? 
All right, we know Dan Quinn runs the defense. All right, so he's the head coach of what? Like, so, like, to me, that's, that, that's the deal. And if Jerry Jones, guys, he thinks differently than others. And I'm just, I'm throwing it out there right now, and we'll see it. Of course, this sounds crazy. You're right. I mean, you know, Key's point, it never happens in the NFL. Yeah, it may happen in Dallas. I'm just throwing it out there to you because I I do not think for a second. Do you think it will happen? No, I'm just saying this. This this man is not walking out of the Dallas Cowboys building. That's my opinion. Now, is it does he is he become the head coach or whatever? He may very well be, but Jerry Jones is not letting this guy walk out that building. Hmm. Coach, let's talk about the Browns. What, what, what's what's going on with Baker and OBJ? Like, is yeah. that chemistry that far off? Are we talking about them not being the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year? Look, they had 550 yards of offense. Like, so something's working there. Like, they, they do a great job. Baker Mayfield is a really good quarterback. But here's what blows me away. On third and, uh, third and 10, you got a chance to close the game out. You can't stop them. You know if the Chargers get the ball, they're going to go down and score. So, that, that, that I mean – to me, I'm not punting. I'm not going to run a draw play and punt. That was, that was crazy. But it shows me something right now. Does the head coach, does he believe in Baker Mayfield? Like third and ten, he needs to be throwing that football. And then the way they handled it, a minute 30 left, and this is what you're coming down, check down Charlie stuff. Why is Odell Beckham there if not in, in those situations? Absolutely. You know, so to me, that's – that was what was really weird. It was a great game offensively. Baker played well. They ran the hell out of the football. But when it comes down, we used to call it a certain time. You know, something time. Cutting time. Blank <laughs> cutting time. You need to be able to throw the football to these type of guys. And for some reason, they decided not to. We have it. to wrap in a minute, Coach, real quick. It, we were talking about it earlier in the show. AFC quarterbacks, though, that seem the pack seems to be catching up with Mahomes. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. You even see a guy like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and they've turned that around. Is Baker Mayfield in that category? Oh, no. no, not even close. I mean, Baker Mayfield's a, a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback. He ain't these guys, though. These guys are ridiculous. And, and to talk about Patrick Mahomes, all right, he burst on the scene, was better than everybody. The, one of the – probably the most talented guy that's ever played the position. Oh, and then we saw Justin Herbert. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? And then we saw Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson has like, been playing Lamar out of his Jackson, mind. Lamar Jackson, and it does it differently. But, yes, like our league has got so many great young quarterbacks. But if, if you had a draft all over, who would go first? Would it be Mahomes? I'm not so sure. Would mm. it be Josh Allen? Maybe. Whoa. Would it be Justin Herbert? Herbert. Maybe. Those are the three, in my Hot opinion, takes. that I'm taking all three of those guys. You take them out See? in the order you want. See, Mahomes is not number one in, necessarily in some people's minds anymore. Much more Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.